Okay, Shavua Tov, gentlemen. Um, what I'd like to do today, I'm not sure how long it'll take. I, I haven't seen it myself, but uh, I think it's important for us to get a little uh, familiarity with the Tefillah of Nachem, which we say in the bracha in Shimon Esri of Yushalayim on Tisha B'Av, in the afternoon. So again, so I have the pair. We've been going through uh, when we did Parish on Tefillah, which we'll still do, Bezrat Hashem, the Sefer from Rabbi Chaim Friedlander, the Mashgiach of Rabbanovich. So he has a piece over here. He goes through each word and he wants to develop us to give us an, an understanding of uh, what we're saying on Tisha books. I think that would make a uh, big difference in our Tefillah. So he starts out like this <clears throat> He says, Babu Draham, Yabu Draham was a Rishon who wrote uh, a parish on tefillah. He would quote Psukim from Tanakh to show how everything that we have in our tefillah is basically coming from Tanakh. So he says, the Abu Draham writes, Kosa Rav Amram, Shomer Nachim, that one is to say the, the tefillah of Nachim on Mayrib and Shachris and Mincha. Rabbeinu Sadja, Kosa of Mincha Bilvad. Rav Sadja Gon says that it's uh, to said only Mincha time. The Minig, he lived in Spain, Yavu Draham, and he says the Minig in Spain was to only say it in Mincha, and the same thing applies by the Ashkenazim, the Ramah writes down the same thing. He says, Where does this Minig come from that we say Nachem, specifically Mincha time? Because in the Bracha of Nachem, we're asking for to be comforted. And since in the evening and in the morning of Tisha B'Av, we are in the intensity of Avelus, Yoshev Malakarka was sitting on the ground. In such a mental situation, it's not a time and a place to ask for to be comforted. When a person has someone died in the family, at the time, at the moment that the dead body is there in front of the person, that's not the time for Nechama. But already after Mincha time, the intensity of the Avelis has passed. We're, we're getting up from the ground. Then is the appropriate time to start asking for Nechama. So that is the Abu Draham. And now he's going to go through the different uh, words of this brach over here. So it says... Can I ask a question? Yeah. Mincha, we're already sitting on the chairs. Wouldn't this be better than to do a chakras? If the, uh... well, that's, that's what he's saying over here. You, you ask for Nechama after the, the intensity of the Avelis has passed. In the intensity of the Avelis, it's not a time and a place. It's like he's saying, when you're at a funeral, right there, you don't ask for Nechama, it's only after the funeral, then already, then you're open for Nechama. You're too involved with the, with the Misa to be able to listen to any Nechama at that moment. That's why he said, that's Bidiyuk, exactly, that's the idea. After Shachras, when we're, when we're removing ourselves a little bit from the Avelis, then we're ready to hear the Nechama. Okay, so he continues now, and he says, Nachim Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem should Menachem us, so Rabbi Friedlander says like this, he says, Nichum b'mivono ha-pashutu, the word Nichum in its simple understanding, which corresponds to by someone who's in mourning, 
כאשר מנחמים לא מבטלים מהאובל את כל הצער, When people come and they menachem, someone who's in Avelis, Rechman you are not removing from the person the pain entirely. Because there's no, there's no way that the menachemim can return to bring back that which the Avel has lost. She sees and that was the cause of the pain that the person is going through, because the person now has lost something very precious, a relative. So there's no, there's no way that the Menachemim can return that. Ella, what, what's happening, he says? Shemekilim elav hesar, they're trying to make, it, make the pain not as intense. Mipnei she'evel levado koshelo loseis esevlo. An ovel by himself, it's, all, it's very difficult for him to bear that burden. Ukashehu roa sheboim lenachamo, so when he sees that people are coming to comfort him, and they are, uh, they're joining in with him. They are becoming, they are showing empathy for his pain. So then what happens is the pain now is becoming a pain of the many. And that takes, that brings on a certain comforting. He knows him because he feels he's not alone. When he feels that there are people that feel his pain with him, He's able to bear it better. There is a certain uh, remo- leaning, you know, making it lighter, a certain, certain light, lightening of the Avelis is happening. That is the simple understanding of the word Nechama, where you see that people are again, uh, identifying with you, they're empathizing with you, and therefore that has the ability to make it the, the pain more bearable. That's what that's the simple understanding, he says. What is the true understanding of Nahamahu is Latakain is to correct. Well, again, I'm learning this with you. I haven't seen this yet. So he's saying that the true understanding of Nahama is somehow to correct and to bring back that which was lost. Hanachama novas, nachama, comforting, has its source, mitoch rachamim, in mercy, come out like it says, Rabbeinu Yaakov Bayakar, v'nachama kora midas rachmonis, nachama is a character, is a trait of mercy, trait, meitzer al ha'avelu, you are painting over this avelus, both because it says in Tehillim, atatokum, you will get up, right, I think you have a, a song to this effect, you will get up and you will have mercy on Sion and you will rebuild the walls of Yushalayim. So, Kloma, what do we see over here? How will you comfort us, Hashem? You're going to fix it. Like we see, how are you going to comfort Sion? Hashem, you will rebuild the walls of Yushalayim. So we see that the true Nechama is accomplished, is fulfilled by correcting that which was lost, bringing back that which was lost. That's how Hashem is going to comfort us. We find this by Yitzchak Avinu. When it says, when Yitzchak married Rivka, it says, that Yitzchak brought 
Rivka into Sari Menu's tent. Vayikaches Rivka, he took Rivka. Vahatihi Lola Isha, Rivka became his wife. Vayaveho, and he loved Rivka. Vayinachem, and he was comforted Yitzhak after his mother. So what do we see over here? We see a number of ideas being written over here in regards to Yitzchok. It says, that he took, Yitzchok took, Sarah, took Rivka into his mother's Sarah's tent. It didn't say, it didn't say to Ohel Sarah, right? It says he took into his mother's tent. So he says, where Ashi explains, what does that mean? He says, when, when she came, when Rivka came into the tent, he says, Venaskas Dugma Sora. Rivka had the appearance of Sora, his mother. It says, Sora Emo. That Rivka took on the qualities of Sora, his mother. That's Sora, his mother. That's who he saw. She calls Mancha Sora Kayemes, right? The famous Medrash that Rashi quotes over there. While Sora <coughs> was alive, near Doluk Me'erev Shabbos, Lerev Shabbos, there was a candle. In, in the tent from Erev Shabbos till Erev Shabbos, there was a bracha in the bread that Sarah had, and there was a cloud. In other words, what you had in the Mishkan, that's what you had by Sarah's tent. The Mishkan was basically just a, uh, a trying to go back to the to the Ovos. That's what the Mishkan was. It was a replica of the, of the tent of the Ovos. When Sarah died, all those things stopped. When Rivka came back, all those things came back again. Then once Yitzchak saw that when Rivka came into Sarah's tent, it all came back, then Yitzchak took Sarah, then he took Rivka for a wife. And then it says afterwards, Yitzchak was comforted on behalf of his mother. Why is that again? He's showing you a very beautiful idea that that which was lost came back again. Who comes shuv oel Sarah? Sarah's tent was now reestablished in Kol Hamilus B'Shlemus with all of its greatness. Kol Masha Nechsar in Petira Sarah Hushlam. Everything that was lost when Sarah died was now all being brought back together. Zohi Anachama Amitis. That is true Nachama. But, the, but it's only partial. She Sarah is not back, and you shall. So it has to be hundred percent return, no? Well, again, he means everything that Sarah represented all came back now. But Yushalayim, you're looking for hundred percent reproduction. All that Yushalayim had is going to come back again, right? That's what we're looking for, right? That's that's the idea he's trying. To, everything that Yushalayim has is going to come back again, right? All the qualities. Nachama Kazos, this. Comforting, that's what we are asking from, from Hashem Yisbaruch. Exactly. We want to ask you to return everything that was. That is, that's what means. We are pleading from Hashem to bring back everything that Yushalayim had. We want that back. So that's the first three words in the bracha. Now he's moving on. I just had one question. Wouldn't on some level Hashem also be mourning? Uh, Hashem does mourn over the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, right? Right. So, so when we say we're looking for Nachama, Hashem is also looking for Nachama, right? I'm sure that's very true. I'm sure that's very, very true. 
That's quite correct, right? Yeah, absolutely correct, Brian. Now, how do we do that? And well, we'll see. Maybe he'll address that over here. I don't know, but uh, it's a very deep question you're asking. You're correct. You're right. I would venture that when the Jewish people will be back, were brought back to their glory, that is a nechama for Hashem as well. I would venture. I would venture that because we are our whatever, whatever. The connection of Hashem with this world is very much connected with the Jewish people. So now he goes on with the with the words of the bracha that we say. We say es avele Tzion, for the mourners of Tzion, es avele Yerushalayim, and the mourners of Yerushalayim. So naturally, he picks up on what we're all thinking right now. Yesh levaer, there is to explain mazet Tzion. What does Tzion represent? The Yerushalayim. What does Yerushalayim represent? So he says bapashtus. Again, he tries to tell us things on a very you know, simple, superficial understanding first. But Pashtus, on the simple level, Yushalayim hi ha'ir. Yushalayim is, is, the, is the definition of the city. And Tzion, ha'kavon ha'lemokam ha'metsuyan b'miyuchad. Tzion, a Tzion, means a, a marked place. So he says that Yushalayim, on a simple level, means the city itself. And Tzion is that unique spot within Yushalayim, which is the mokam ha'migdosh. So that's a simple understanding. Ach, ach, tzion ha-kavona, but he says you should know tzion also, the understanding is gam l'chlal Yisrael. Also refers to the Jewish people, bim komam, in their place, kasher heim mechubarim l'hakodesh baruch al yedei beis ha-migdosh. So he says tzion means that it's referring to the Jewish people, in their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the base of Migdush was, was the conduit within which the Jewish people connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, just like Kimoba Kinos, just like we say in the Kinos, HaPoskos with the word Sion, Shechiber that Rabbi Yehuda HaLevi wrote, Shom HaKavana, what does the word Sion mean over there? Sion Leklal Yisrael is referring to the Jewish people as a whole. So it doesn't only necessarily refer to the base of Migdush, it refers to the Jewish people as a whole, so that again, and uh, we are that we are that we are, we want we're asking for our connection, our reconnecting with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is Rayeladvarainu. What's the proof to this understanding that Zion is not only referring to the base of Migdosh, but to the Jewish people as a whole? Is the Medrash that's brought down? It says Ba Ura come and see, called Soroshe Eira LeYosef Eira LeZion. All of the tragedies that befell Yosef befell Zion. By Yosef, it says, oso. By Yosef, it says that the brothers were ensnaring for Yosef. But Zion, as it says, Al Amcha, on your people. So we see referring to the Jewish people, Yarimu so, they are ensnaring against them. So we see that again, he's proving that Zion means the Jewish people. By Yosef, by Yosef it says, Hamidanim mochru also el Mitzrayim. It says that the Medinim sold Yosef to Egypt. And it says, They were sold also. And Tzion, V'yosef heim osa gematria. Very interesting idea for all those that you're into gematria. To know that the, the word Sion and the word Yosef are the same numerical values, 156. 
says, why is that? He says, Mipnei Shekamo Yosef Hayaziv. Yosef was the radiance. Ikonim Shelodomel Yaakov. Yaakov, well, we'll see. Yosef was a duplicate on some level to Yaakov. By Mitsuyan Sheben Habonim, he was the epitome, he was the zenith of the children. So to Kalal Yisrael, we are the epitome of all the nations. And this is why we're asking from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Rabbi Friedlander tells us. So we want Hashem to bring back everything to, uh, to the mourners of Tzion, meaning those who are mourning over the Beis HaMikdosh, and over Kalal Yisrael. That's Avele Yerushalayim, Havele Mal Ir HaKodesh, over the Holy City. So we see they're all different facets. There are, there are different areas that are of mourning. Number one, the Beis Amigdash, over the Jewish people, and over the uh, Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Okay, we're moving on over here. Vasair HaAvela, he continues on with the bracha. The city that is in mourning, Vahachareva, that was desolate. Vahabazuya, which is being uh, disgraced. Vahashomema, which is, there's nothing there. Havela miblibana, it's morning with no, there are no uh, inhabitants. So he says, Bakoshasenohi, what are we asking for? Shashem Yezborach in Nachem, Games Ha'ir Yushalayim Atzmo. We want Hashem to have mercy on the city of Yushalayim itself. She Avela Yushalayim itself is in mourning. Like a person whose children have left him, he's mourning over them. The city of Yerushalayim is also in mourning. That the residents of Yerushalayim are no longer there. Now, what is Hachareva? The houses of Yerushalayim. Are destroyed. It's been disgraced from its honor. All the honor of Yushalayim is left. We're not discussing merely the honor that the city had. The main understanding over here is Again, Yushalayim represent. When you saw Yushalayim, you saw the Shechina. You saw, you saw Hashem's interaction, Hashem's Hashgacha protest with the Jewish people and with the world. So with the destruction of Yerushalayim, then the kavod of Shemayim has been disgraced. The essential greatness of Yerushalayim, it was the city of Hashem. Like we say in our davening of Shemona Esrei, we're calling it Yerushalayim, your city. We're defining Yerushalayim. It's your city, Hashem. It's the Ir Hashem. Merachamim Toshiv. You should come back. In your mercy, you should return. Lachain. Therefore, Chur ben Yerushalayim is the Bizayun in the covered of Hashem. Okay. Kashir Okra Shalom. And she's at Yerushalayim is like an Akara Shalom Yoloda. The uh, the bracha continues. It's like a barren woman who has no children. Like it says in the Navi Yeshayahu, Roni Akora will rejoice the barren woman, Loyalda, who didn't have children. 
כי רבים בני שומעים או בני בועל, אה? זו תהיה שמחה לאוסיל in the future. אך היום, in the end, but nowadays though, יש הצער הגדול. Right now though, we're living through the pain, he says, שהילודים, the children, who are the children? בני ישראל, הולכוביינם, the Jewish people are no longer in Yerushalayim. והיא כעקרה, it's like, Yerushalayim is like a barren woman. כי האישה מסוס ליבה, the joy of her heart, who הילדים is her children, ולא אין ילדים, and she has no children. And the legions have swallowed Yerushalayim. So he explains that means means to swallow, like it says in, in, the, in, in Eicha and in the Kinos, Hashem swallowed and had no mercy, meaning legionos, the legions, chayalot, uh, which means soldiers in the Chazal's language, from the word legion, as we know, the Latin word. Gama avu drum, mevayer, kach legionim, perish, machanot ha-milchama. These were warring camps, that's the Chazal. Legion over, which, you know, the, the army. Okay, fine. Right, that they have swallowed up Yerushalayim. Now, so he wants to say over here like this. He's asking a question, which we have some time on, right, which we want to understand. Um, he's asking, but Yerushalayim is rebuilt, right? In other words, Yerushalayim is rebuilt today. I know I have hundreds of thousands of Jews in Yerushalayim. So how, how are we meant to understand this, right? Um, so he quotes over here, it's very fascinating just, just to hear the numbers. I mean, the numbers are staggering, but just listen to the, the Gemara. He says, There's a Gemara. Agrippas HaMelech was, one, was the last king of, uh, in, in, in Yehuda before the Romans uh, destroyed the base Hamigdash. That was, was Agrippas. You people know Agrippas because it's right near the Shuk, but it's named after Agrippas HaMelech. So Agrippas was a king, and he won, one time he wanted to know how many Jews are there? How many Jews are there? So Amalei the Kohen Godel, he told me, he said to the Kohen Godel, He asked the Kohen Godel to count the number of Korban Pesachs there were. So Notokulia Mikol Echad, he took a, a, a kidney from each one of the Korban Pesachs that were brought that day. And into some shishim ribo, there were 600,000 zugai kalayos, twice as much, a million two hundred thousand kidneys. That's how many korban pesachs were brought in Yerushalayim before the korban beis hamikdash. Now that excludes people who are tamei and people who live far away. So you have 10 people on a Korban Pesach, and you're talking a million, 200,000 Korban Pesachs. So you're talking there were 12 million Jews in Yerushalayim on Pesach in the time of Agrippas. And that's besides the people who were Tameh and who live far away. So Nimtza, so we see over here, just to get a feel of what Yerushalayim was in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. So as the Pesach Yerushalayim may Allah's name as some million Yehudim. There were over 12 million Jews in Yerushalayim. 
who was staying in Yerushalayim. So if you think you have trouble when you come, Aliyah Zeregel, you know, when you come for Sukkot's time, very often it gets very crowded. That's, you know, uh, tens of thousands, can you imagine if you have 12 million Jews in Yerushalayim on Pesach? So he's saying, even if we do, I know we have hundreds of thousands, but again, it's not what Jerusalem. That's just on a simple level. That's just that's just on the physical logistic level. The numbers are nowhere near what it was. Calls them right. That's just on the simple level. Now he continues a little bit. We have some time. He says, but if you look at it from the spiritual level, like he says, this is Ain't it right? We, 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 we don't have the spirituality that we were looking for over here. Unfortunately, we have our, you know, a lot of non-Jews that have, uh, dis- that are disgracing Eretz Yisrael, et cetera, et cetera, and what's going on. Right? For Yoser, um, and, the, and the spiritual levels, like we say, this is what you were talking about, Brian, before. How, how uh, Kaddish Baruch was mourning over Yerushalayim. Hashem has put upon himself a ban not to go into Yerushalayim, which means, what, what does that, what does Yerushalayim Shemala represent, he says over here. That the, the Shefa, the Brocha that comes down from Yushalayim, Shomala to come into Yushalayim in this world, right, won't come until Hashem comes to Yushalayim, until Hashem comes to Yushalayim, Shomata Hashem will not go into the Yushalayim Shomala. The destruction of Yushalayim is not only a spiritual one, but it is a physical one as well, because Hashem says, I will not come into the Yushalayim in Shamayim meaning to bring down the bracha into this world until there is the Yushalayim Shalmata. So Nimta, so we see over here, Shabba because of our many sins, Yushalayim Avela, it's in mourning, it's Chareve, it's destroyed, Shomema, it's desolate, and it's in disgrace. So that, that's this piece over here. He's, we're not done yet. Mezrat Hashem, tomorrow we will continue with your permission. Yeah, he goes he goes on with the, the bracha over here. And Bezer Hashem, we, yeah, we'll um, have a day or two yet before. Uh, hopefully, you know, we won't need it, but at least we'll have a, somewhat of an understanding in the bracha of Nachem. Uh, there it's interesting. Any yeah, it's interesting that historically I'm a little bit, uh, you know, like history and I read a little bit about it. Till this century, past century, there were no million uh citizens in any city. Uh, Rome, Greece had uh, 100, 200,000. Uh, all of 1800s, early right. till early 1900s, there was no concept of a million people in one city. So saying that, the Yushalayim must have been like what, 12, 20 times greater than anything in the ancient world. Uh, it must have been amazing size because, right. because nobody, Athens at its height, had a few hundred thousand people, they say, because people didn't have this mitzvah and they all spread everywhere. So it's, it's unbelievable. Right, right. 12 million Jews, right? Correct. Right. Okay. Mitzvah Hashem will be zochah to see such a thing. Amen, amen. Okay. So have a wonderful day, John. Are there any other questions? Or we're good.
Okie doke. So, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow we'll, we will continue on with the bracha here. Okay. Pleasure. Okay, take Thank care. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you so much. Welcome. Okay. Have a great day, boys.